안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Uh, today I'd like to talk about God, women, and world peace from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. God, women, and world peace. Honorable President Ganev, Your Excellencies, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen. I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to you for coming here today. As leaders of the United Nations, you bear the responsibility of guiding this world into the next millennium. The promise of a peaceful and prosperous future depends directly upon the collective actions we take today. As we all know, our contemporary world is not a world of peace and happiness. It is a world of conflict and despair. We are confronted by the breakdown of our families and the moral decline of our societies. We debate issues over and over again and yet find no solutions. Why is this? It is because a true solution has to include God and deal with the root of the problem and not only the symptoms. To find this root, we first need to understand God's purpose of creation and realize that today we face the most critical turning point in the history of God's providence. At this crucial time in history, God has asked my husband, the Reverend Samyang Moon, to bring a new revelation to the people of the world. I have been supporting him in his work, and I recently concluded a year-long tour that took me to 12 countries, where I spoke on the topic, True Parents and the Completed Testament Age. A few weeks ago, toward the end of a speaking schedule that took me to all 50 states of the United States, I addressed members of the United States Congress and Washington, D.C. on this same theme. I would like to take this opportunity to convey this important message to you, assembled delegates of the United Nations and other distinguished guests. God's ideal in creating Adam and Eve was that they would perfect themselves through true love so that as true parents, they could then create a good family of true love, true life, and true lineage. Such a good family would have formed on the basis of hearts and minds united among the family members before God. When God created Adam and Eve, his first son and daughter, God wanted them to be better than himself. Conventional thinking would say that this is absurd. However, please take a moment to think about it. When we as parents look into the faces of our children, we wish upon them an infinite amount of love and hope. We want them to grow and achieve things we ourselves only dreamed of. Similarly, God wants to give limitlessly to his children. God is not content in giving just 100%. God's desire 
is to give a thousand times more than what he has. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Humanity and the world are facing countless problems today and have yet to find a solution. Why? Why? It is because the real solution to the problem must come from God, not from human beings. This is because the problem cannot be solved unless its root is revealed. Therefore, problems of the individual, family, society, nation, and world cannot be solved without knowing the existence of God who created human beings and his ideal and purpose of creation. And that is only possible on the basis of a human being united with God artistically. How then can we become one with God artistically? First of all, if human being as God's children clearly understand and know that the relationship between God and human is a parent and child relationship, and that God has hope and love for them as their parent, they can become one. When God created Adam and Eve, his first son and daughter, God wanted them to be better than himself. This is a truly, truly great discovery. It is a fact that no philosopher, educator, or great man has ever uncovered. If you know God's love and desire and heart for you, you can never go astray. When we as parents look into the face of our children, we wish upon them an infinite amount of love and hope. Similarly, God wants to, wants to give limitlessly to his children. God is not content in giving just 100%. God's desire is to give a thousand times more than what he has. That's why my brother says that we need to understand God does exist. We need to understand God's nature. When we understand God's true nature, then we know that who I am, who we are. Then this is the way to solve any kind of problems. If we truly know God's true nature, his blueprint, his wishes, his situation, then only we can settle down any problems. Living divine principle, the tree of life, let's study EDP. The tree of life. According to the Bible, the hope of fallen people is to attain the tree of life. In Proverbs 13, 12, the Israelites of the Old Testament age looked to the tree of life as their hope. Likewise, in Revelations 22, 14, the hope of all Christians has been to approach and partake of the tree of life. However, in Genesis 3.24, it is written that when Adam fell, God blocked his path to the tree of life by stationing the cherubim with a flaming sword to guard it. From this, we can also deduce that the hope of Adam before the fall was the tree of life. Adam was cast out of the Garden of Eden without having attained his hope, the tree of life. 
for fallen people ever since, the tree of life has remained a hope unfulfilled. Let us study Father's work. The sanctuary where God stays. Where does God want to stay? It's the sanctuary of love. Is it made by human beings? It's the most complicated, stimulant, and sensitive spot among the things God created. Where is it then? Is it the woman's bosom? How do you call the contact spot where a man and a woman can make love? Where is the very edge of all human nerves? You taught us the sanctuary just before. So what is it? That is the only difference between man and woman. It separates man and woman. Do you know what it, it is? You all know, even though I don't explain it to you, that is precious. Yes. Where is God? God wants to stay in the Holy of Holies. In other words, the Holy of Holies is the place where absolute sex, God's love organ resides. The fall of man is the defilement of this most holy place. The most holy place that became the most defiled place is the fall. God's sorrow and pain exists here. True life, true love, and true lineage come from absolute sex, the most holy place. Among the things God made, the most complex and most stimulating and most sensitive place is this most holy place. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, God's commandment not to eat of the for, for, uh, forbidden fruit means we should not defile the most holy place. This is because the most holy place is the main original place where God dwells, which is absurd to sex. Next. All the secrets in the Bible are the stories about Adam and Eve. Without the human fall, the place where God could dwell and where God's love could stay was the sanctuary. Hearing that a current Christian cannot help but be amazed. Ah, what a sanctuary it is. Who made it? Human beings made it? When God created humankind, you may think, what kind of sanctuary like a wooden stick? It is. But it symbolizes Adam and Eve in the future. All those two stone slabs, the manna and cortinix, and Aaron's cane, with a bud are about Adam and Eve. All the secrets in the Bible are the stories about Adam and Eve. A pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire meant Adam and Eve. The two olive trees in the Bible and the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil all symbolize Adam and Eve too. The secret love of Adam and Eve was symbolized elusively in the Bible, but this has not been known yet. Yes. 
The two uh, stone slabs, a mana and coil, the pillar of the cloud, the pillar of the fire, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, all speak of Adam and Eve. And symbolize their reproductive organs. I was just so surprised to hear from Father like that. Adam and Eve's most holy place. Who is the center of the Bible, my brothers and sisters? How do you answer? Who is the center of the Bible? It is Jesus, right? Then, what is the center of the Jesus? It is love. Then, what is the center of love? It was originally Adam and Eve. You cannot create love and happiness by your own. It was originally Adam and Eve. Then, what is the center of Adam and Eve? Centered on what did Adam and Eve become one? And through what did they meet God? That is the most holy place called absolute sex. From this point of view, the center of the Bible is love. And the center of love is the reproductive organs of Adam and Eve. This is the core of the Bible, my brothers and sisters. Wow, Father explains so clearly. What is the core of the Bible? That is absolute sex. No one discovered very clearly. That's why Father is a really amazing man. Clearly explainable. When we're talking about two stone slabs and mana and quail, the pillar of the cloud and pillar of the fire and the tree of the life and tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we think different ways just only symbolizing. But symbolizing what? Wow. This is really, that's why we need to understand what Father talking about, absolute sex. What is the fall? Misuse absolute sex. Through blood lineage and love and life come from where? Comes from absolute sex. That's why absolute sex is the core of the Bible, core of the divine principle. How much important it is. Today's youth ministry, realizing one's own value right away is fate. Let's just start. The realization of God's love and one's own value. When you pass through all indemnity and go through training to deny yourself, you begin to feel God's love coming to you. Then you will feel, I am God's temple. God is inside me. Your values about yourself will change. Next, if you restore many unbelievers, you will come to know that your spiritual children regard you as the Lord. When you raise witnessing guests, you realize that they have deep attachment and long for you, and even long for you more than their own father and mother. Through this experience, you discover that you are with God. Then you begin to understand your own value. Then 
After receiving the blessing, the husband and wife live as one body and become God's substantial object partner to each other. When they become a couple, the woman becomes God the mother and the husband becomes God the father. This is none other than the family. Yes. When you pass through all indemnity and go through the training to deny yourself, you begin to feel God's love coming to you. The reason you don't feel God as your parents yet, don't have enough gratitude for God and cannot feel his love is that you still have a lot of fallen natures or your spirit is very young. If you still have a lot of the fallen nature, the wall of your heart is very hardened. You don't feel the love of God coming to you at all. However, if you listen to the word, receive a lot of grace through the God's word, and give a lot of God's word to your witnessing guests, and practice love, you will say, I am God's temple. God is inside me all the time. When you feel and receive God's love, your values about yourself will change. You will long for God and long for people. Through this experience, you discover that you are with God. Then you, you realize how precious you are. Then after receiving the blessing, the husband and wife live as one body and become God's substantial object partner to each other. When they become a couple, the woman becomes God's the mother, God the mother, and the husband becomes God the father. This is none other than the family. That's why we need to know. We need to realize our God's love and one's own value. Very precious. Our life of faith really need to know that my own value, who I am. You know clearly your identity. I belong to God. I am child of God. You know, if you know your own value, how? Then you can, you, you know how to remove your fallen nature. You know how to overcome some difficulties. That's why we need to understand the value of my own self. Next. Realizing one's own values right away is faith. When you are young men and women, before receiving the blessing, you could not discover your value right away because they were just on the path of indemnity. But when you marry and become husband and wife, you come to realize your own value and how precious you are as you go through the course of serving and cherishing each other. Ultimately, realizing that one's value is precious is growth of faith. If you do not know your own precious value, you cannot grow in faith. As you can see, your value is something that cannot be changed, even if you offer the entire world. However, if you are recklessly jealous, complain, assert yourself, and become arrogant, it is because you do not know your own value. Can you recklessly criticize others 
be arrogant and complain when your value is so precious? If you know your own value, you can never do that. If you treat yourself carelessly, your value will drop to the ground immediately. That is why you cannot treat yourself badly. I belong to God. Yes. Young men and women, women, before the receiving the blessing and Adam as the tree of life, Eve as the tree of knowledge of good and evil, each go their own individual path. At this time, they mainly focus on the relationship between parents and child, so they do not know how precious the value of a, a value of a spouse is. However, when you marry and become husband and wife, you come to realize your own value and how precious your spouse is as you go through the course of the serving and cherishing each other. Ultimately, realizing that one's value is precious is a growth of faith. If you do not know your own precious value, you cannot grow in faith. As you can see, your value is something that cannot be changed, even if you offer the entire world. That's why divine principle teaches us that your value is God's value. God's value. You know, more higher than any cosmos. However, if you are legislatively jealous and complain and insult yourself and become arrogant, it is because you do not know your own value. How can you act legislatively when you are when you are more value than the cosmos and are children of God? If you treat yourself carelessly, ignore yourself and are a pessimist, a pessimistic, your value will drop to the ground immediately. So always treat yourself as God. Next. True Father absolutely treats himself as belonging to God. When referring to himself, True Father called himself teacher. Usually in Korea, when talking about yourself, you do not use honorifics for yourself. However, when Father referred to himself, he added Nim. What this means is that Father's faith regarded himself to be like God. Father respects himself and regards himself as belonging to God. In that regard, Father is very absolute. Many church leaders were surprised to see this kind of true father hold the holy wedding and discuss with true mother. True father always tended to direct leaders rather than listening to their opinions. When leaders occasionally raised some opinions to father, he said, do you think I am discussing with you and working the providence of restoration? Father's faith regarded himself to be like God. Father really treated himself as God's belonging. There is no, not much difference. For that reason, true father's authority is really, really absolute. And his dignity is felt like a cosmos. True father's authority has absolute authority and dignity because he really treated his body 
as God's body. He treat himself really God's belonging. He respect himself. This is really amazing. Like Jesus who said, he who has been me has seen God. True Father thinks of himself as God. Because of this, True Father respects himself and regards himself as completely belong to God. So Satan could never approach him. My brothers and sisters, wow, we need to learn from Father's attitude. He treats himself as God's belonging absolute, with absolute conviction. That's why Father said, if you treat yourself really as God's belonging, without that doubt, 100% treat yourself as God's belonging, Father said, wherever you go, you can occur all kinds of the miracles. Nothing impossible. No need to scare of the Satan anymore. No need to worry at all. Wow. That kind of faith, that kind of conviction, really treat himself as God's belonging. Even Jesus the same, same thing. He who, he who has, has seen me has seen God. You see me already seeing God. What asking me to show God? What are you talking about? Wow. Jesus was like that. Our true father was like that. Our true mother was like that. Wow. How can we learn? You know? Fallen man, even though we are saying, oh, I need to treat myself as God's belonging, but actually we do not do like that. This is the problem. Next. True parents showed us the model of a couple. It is said that after true father met true mother and held the holy wedding, they always discussed. When surrounding leaders saw father asking her, mother, what should I do? and asked for her opinions, they were surprised at first. After some time passed, with seeing father discussing with mother, rather than talking about his own assertions and opinions in front of her, the disciples of true parents finally came to understand what the position of a true couple is. It is said that when father discussed with mother, he waited for her to respond with joy. Then True Mother always answered from True Father's point of view. So True Father used to be very happy with True Mother's response. Wherever True Father and True Mother went, they always accompanied each other. Father seemed to think that if Mother was not by his side, God would not accompany him. So they always discussed and acted with each other. In this way, true parents showed us the model of a true couple. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. It is said that the leaders around true parents were very surprised to see true father who has absolute authority and spiritual dignity discussing with the true mother after their holy wedding. The leaders around the true father at that time thought about 
how true father who is a uh, who is a perfect like God could consult with anyone else. However, after true father met true mother and held the holy wedding, they always discussed. When surrounding leader saw a father asking her, mother, what should I do? And ask for her opinions, they were surprising at first, at first, because father always asking mother's opinion. True father is a god of a masculine nature, and true mother is a god of the feminine nature. True father, absolute authority and dignity as the son of God, but true father, the master of the principle, knows better than anyone else that he cannot meet God on the journey of love that couples go together without going through their partner. Therefore, even true father cannot deviate from the principle. Wherever true father and true mother went, they always accompanied each other. Father seemed to think that if, if mother was not by his side, God will not accompany him. So the two thought and acted as one. In this way, true parents showed us the model of true couple, my brothers and sisters. First of all, father treated himself absolutely as God's belonging. Even though father have that kind of spiritual dignity, but once he started the family, wow, true father treat mother as God. True mother treat true father as God. This is really, really beautiful. As a couple, you cannot meet God with your spouse. Husband only one channel. You can meet God through wife. Wife only has one channel to meet God through you know, her spouse. This is amazing guidance, my brothers and sisters. Thank you very much. God bless you. 감사합니다. Thank you so much for your wonderful message, Dr. Young, this morning. Really teaching us a lot every single day on this wonderful series that you have. So before we continue, I would like to invite up Jinil Fleshman to give his living testimony on witnessing. Good morning, brothers and sisters. So today I'd like to share a testimony of a divine principle study group that we started here in Dallas. So over the past few years, you know, we've been witnessing and we have several young people who have studied the divine principle and have been starting to come to church and really understanding their faith. And we were trying to think, how can we help them to take the next step into having a deeper and rich understanding of the divine principle and really growing as an owner of their faith? So this, uh, just a, you know, a month or two ago, uh, I started a DP study group. And in our DP study group, we have three young people in particular who have, um, you know, really at that next step, and also we have uh, two second gen who also joined our group. And we wanted to make it not just a, an experience where they're listening to an, a lecture or just reading and just kind of receiving the content, but we really wanted to make it an experience where they're 
learning to teach. So what we did is we've been using the uh, divine, oops, the three hour EDP book. And we, every session we, you know, we go kind of section by section or chapter by chapter and ahead of time, you know, each person prepares. And then when we study together, instead of just reading the EDP, we actually, we take turns lecturing. So we open the book and, you know, all the pictures are there, the, the graphics are there, the bullet points are there too, but we practice, you know, teaching each other, explaining it to each other. And then we, you know, in pairs and we come back together and we share about how it went, what did we learn, what did we not learn. And yeah, this experience has been, I think um, for me, it's definitely been very meaningful. And I think for these young people who are, um, you know, have, have already studied the principle, it's really helping them to learn the content more deeply and also learn the heart of divine principle more deeply. Because, you know, when you're in a position to teach, you're really tested on how much do I really know this content. So I have just a short video I wanted to play. We, we had our study group last night, and at the end of the study group, I took a few videos of um, two people's short testimonies. So I wanted to play that video for you. Just one second. Hello, my name is Maya Rivera, and this study group has really helped me out a lot, not just in understanding the divine principle better, but also seeing things um, better in God's as in God's viewpoint, um, just appreciating the little smaller things like nature and just um, building better connections with um, my brothers and sisters. Hello, I'm Carlos Vasquez and the study group has been really motivational for me and it has made me grown through, throughout the, the five weeks that we've been together. Uh, it, it has helped me connect with people that has been hard to have find a connection with them. And it has been helping me to find a good connection with my family. Thank you. Yeah, so just some short testimonies, but I think it's it's really important to, you know, to be growing step by step. And you know, as you, can, you heard from their testimonies, when we study together, we don't just you know, read, but we take time to check in and how are you doing in your life? What's been going on? So it's this nice place to share with each other, to bond as brothers and sisters, and to study the content more deeply, to connect to God's word more deeply. Um, so just a small testimony today, but it's been a really meaningful experience. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Danil, for that wonderful testimony. It's really nice to be able to see some communities um, creating that atmosphere for new members to join and also current members to really open up their mind again and read the DP. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, and thank you, Dr. Yong, for your beautiful message this morning um, about recognizing Recognizing our value, recognizing that each and every one of us, we're a child of God. And if we can recognize that within us, then our level of faith has grown. Our level of love for God has grown. And it allows us to find that God and value within the, another person. Um, so thank you so much for that beautiful message today, Dr. Yong. Thank you. 